President of the Black Business Council, Sandile Zungu, says that South Africa is in a crisis and it's in turbulent times. Speaking at the opening of the 2020 Black Business Council Summit, which is currently underway in Midrand in Johannesburg, he says that the current political leadership should be honest and decisive. Zungu also lashed out at the notion that black economic ownership equals corruption in the minds of many South Africans. So for more on the aims of of the summit, uh, we joined on the line by the president of the Black Business Council, Sandile Zungu. Thanks for your time and welcome to Update at Noon, Mr. Zungu. Thank you, Sakena, for having me. Good afternoon to your listeners. Mr. Zungu, first off, what are some of the biggest challenges, uh, as per your assessment, still faced by a black businessmen and entrepreneurs in South Africa at this point? Well, black business people are not a separate class to just business people in general, um, we are lamenting the poor economic growth. Uh, we are lamenting the level of corruption, which, in our opinion, robs black people of an opportunity to do business, meaningful business with the government, and ultimately robs the poor. Um, so those are generalities. The specifics, we are um, dead against the triple PFA, which since it's inception has denied black people and deprived them of an opportunity to do meaningful business with government because the triple PSA has favored multinationals. Um, so we're very happy that it's being done away with and being replaced by the public public procurement bill, which is up for public comment. So those are just some of the specifics. Yes, of course, more, most black people uh, who are in business are in the SMME sector. Um, and it is this sector that um, cries at not being paid on time by government. It is that same sector which cries at not being paid on time by multinationals. There are some multinationals in this country, in the beverages sector, um, in the uh, and other sectors of the economy, who pride themselves of paying multi- uh, so SMMEs in 180 days. By the time they are paid, um, they are liquidated, and the individuals are sequestrated. So that has got to come to a stop. And how do you intend bringing it to an end? That's why there is value in being organized as black business. And that's why the strength of the BBC is an important uh, building block to resolving, uh, resolving some of these challenges. Uh, of course, we've got access um, to government, we've got access to decision makers, and we've got capacity to even influence um, uh, bills that are for public comment by giving very potent, uh, very important um, contributions towards their improvement. Uh, that's what you need to do. And um, we, we are not um, shy of keeping on knocking at the same door. Um, patience is a virtue um, if, in a democracy. So we are patient um, and we're making the right noises. But if the very same government on whose door you are going to knock on to try and resolve this lamentable behavior is guilty of said behavior, uh, how hopeful are you that there will be a speedy resolution to the problem? Well, our view is that um, President Ramaphosa listens um, he's doing all the right things, um, albeit at, um, at a, a glacier's pace. 
he's just too slow for our liking. And so what we'll be urging him on is, can you just hasten the pace a little bit? Uh, because the challenges that we are faced with um, in a recessionary environment, in an environment where there is threat of a downgrade, um, require not just the right uh, moves, but they require speed as well and decisiveness in terms of results on those issues. So we think we've got a good partner in, in our government. Uh, we think we've got a good relationship with our social partners who are also thinking in the right direction. And we just have to collectively hasten the pace of change. There's no point, for example, in having the, the wage bill uh, matter being brought to, um, to, to, to the House and, and to feature as part of um, the budget and then to spend four, five, six months debating whether to implement it or not. Um, there's got to be an element of decisiveness at all levels of government. Because remember, the biggest problem with our country is not lack of thinking. There's a lot of thinking. There are many brains in this country, some of them which outpass what is there in the world. But we are very poor at implementing what we've agreed on. Mr. Zungu, you also uh, pointed out uh, that you believe government and uh, political leadership uh, should be honest. Where do you believe they are being dishonest with us? Well, take, for example, SAA. Um, to think you're going to uh, save SAA, um, you know, no one believes that. Um, but 20 billion rands later, um, and having had a failed uh, business rescue, um, you'll be forced to shut it down um, to, to give a false hope that you will save SAA um, is, is, in my opinion, humble opinion, being disingenuous and dishonest. Uh, because the volumes in terms of air travel are shrinking, SAA has got inefficient fleet. Uh, it took incorrect decisions um, at, some, at some stage in the past. Uh, remember the name Coleman um, uh, Andrews? Coleman Andrews. Um, you know, and they're still regretting those decisions. I mean, the, the, the benefits accruing to pilots in SAA, um, you know, are nothing compared to uh, what the, the, the pilots get from the best airlines uh, in the world. Uh, so they drain to SAA. Um, add to that uh, the fact that the consumer or the traveler who uses uh, air travel is feeling horribly constrained. They are comparing prices. So SAA is doomed. It's actually in the wrong space. And so that, that form of dishonest uh, just happening on SAA um, can be replicated in other sectors when it comes to local government, when it comes to uh, matters of uh, economic development, um, health care, uh, even the issue of um, free education. Uh, there is a multiplicity of um, dishonest utterances and acts, which, in our opinion, destroy the trust and broaden the deficit um, of trust between various stakeholders. SAFM 104 to 107 Nationwide.
Well, 0891-104-208, we hardly use it given our limited time, but uh, we do have a call from Dr. Moloko in Bedford View. And uh, this, of course, as we continue our conversation with uh, Sandile Zungu. Uh, but let's take Dr. Moloko's call very quickly. Doctor, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. I'll try and be very quick. Um, I would just like to throw a challenge at Mr. Zungu um, and say to him, a difference in opinion between black business and government is not disingenuity. The disingenuity, in fact, is coming from him as a leader of black business. There are two things. The difference, the, uh, Mr. Zongo is not talking about resolving the general comprehensive issues of SOE, which would be apply a uniform policy which will ensure that all SOEs remain the property of the masses of our people as a whole. His main view is that SOEs looking at ESCOM and SAA, they have just got to be broken down and be sold to enrich the few who many of them, in fact, are at this point in time, even the black middle class. Now, the, the, that, is, uh, that, that, is, that is the second thing is that we are talking about recession. Black business is not saying prioritize South Africans for job placement, employ South Africans. It is talking a lot of things that do not have any that does not have anything. If the majority of South Africans, especially the low wage earners, would be employed, prioritized, then we would have a lot of people having money money circulating in the economy, and that would increase household expenditure, and that would then stimulate economic growth. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Moloko. Uh, just a few other comments here uh, also coming through for uh, Dr. Uh, for Mr. Zungo, I should say. Uh, this one from Sandile. Sandile says, um, but uh, Sand- rather Mavela Kumete says, Sandile Zungo is lying. Uh, they were quiet and benefited immensely during the Zuma rampant uh, looting years. Um, and then uh, there are a few other uh, messages coming through as well. Uh, this one here on um, Twitter and uh, just trying to call it up. Um, this one says, uh, my apologies there, uh, Mr. Zungu. It's from Petu Koza who says, I don't understand why we're always getting it wrong on implementing our policies in our country. Mr. Zungu is right. We do have good brains in this country. So, uh, Mr. Zungu, perhaps uh, let me give you an opportunity to respond to this because uh, seemingly what you are saying is gaining quite a bit of traction with our listeners. Well, um, I didn't hear the second um, comment, but certainly from Dr. Moloko, uh, if I got it right, um, he's making a statement. Uh, he's not addressing what I said. Uh, I never said SCOR must be broken down and sold to private interests. I never said SAA must be sold and, bro- uh, and uh, broken down and sold to private interests. I never said that. And that's not what the Black Business Council is saying. Um, the Black Business Council supports the restructuring of ESCOM, um, does not necessarily support um, the notion that um, uh, ESCOM has abandoned its responsibility to generate power using a thermal coal and nuclear um, and, and basically uh, delegate that to um, solar and wind. Um, it is firmly in support of a just transition where, for example, the coal mining towns 
are given um, a lifeline um, where there is greater investment in cleaner technologies, such that this endowment that we got from God as a country uh, can still be relied upon to provide us energy security well into the future. Um, that is our standpoint. Uh, so we have not called for the breaking up of ESCOM. I don't know where Dr. Moloko got that from. Um, on SAA, it is a fact that SAA is struggling. It is a fact that for as long as since time immemorial, um, SAA has had to get bailed out. Uh, before it was spun out of ESCO or of, of Transnet as a standalone entity, it was getting a bailout from Transnet Treasury. It was spun off. Uh, I'm not so sure whether SAA was ever um, self-sustaining business. And uh, notwithstanding, we have absolute interest uh, for the working people in SAA and even those who want to join the ranks of the employed. Uh, so we cannot say willy-nilly shut down SAA, but we remain very skeptical about the path that has been chosen to throw money into SAA uh, because we think if this, the history of um, business risk in South Africa is anything to go by, SAA would be just another failed business rescue. One time will tell. And uh, Dr. Moloko also asked about the role of uh, the Black Business Council in uh, trying to make a dent into this un, uh, un- inexplicable, uh, inexplicably high levels of unemployment, I should say. You see, unemployment, inequality poverty um, are the triple challenges in this country. Um, We join every other sector, including government, in fighting unemployment, not just in ways only, but also in deeds. That's why in this summit we are saying the nascent industry, such as, for example, will come from, um, you know, uh, marijuana uh, for medicinal purposes, for textile and other purposes. Uh, black people need to blame that was what will arise are new employment opportunities, not just for internal consumption, but also for exports. We support, therefore, black business to play a role there. Uh, but we're saying at the same time, uh, another nascent industry, which is solar, um, renewable uh, energy industry, um, if you go to towns like Uppington, the local communities lament their exclusion. Uh, the solar farms are owned by multinationals um, on land, private land, owned by white farmers. Uh, the black people in Argentina are just bystanders, uh, looking at that shiny object in the, in, in the skies um, and basically being marginalized. We cannot afford to have another nascent industry uh, having black people as marginal players who are only providing labor um, and uh, consuming DACA as a part-time, pastime. So we want to contribute. We want to throw in capital, want to employ people and grow the economy and help this economy to diversify. So uh, just getting to the question of uh, the Black Bank, uh, tell us more about that and, and, and what's it aimed at achieving? Two things. If you look at South Africa post-1994, and you look at the dominant financial services players, banks and life assurers. Let's start with life assurers. Sandam, Momentum, Metropolitan, Old Mutual. None of them are post-apartheid um, creations. 
and go to banks. NetBank, FNB, APSA, Investec, um, Standard Bank, uh, even Capital to a lesser, lesser extent, a pre-democratic uh, dispensation creations. What can South African uh, democratic dispensation show as a sign of pride that it has created in the financial services sector? We are offering government a lifeline to say, please be proud of something that you have created and black people must stand behind it. Um, and we want to create this black bank, uh, which will be um, black in ownership, black in management, by and large, not exclusively, but whose posture must be to advance affordable credit and with minimal red tape to those who are unbanked and, who, and to those who want access to capital to grow their small businesses. So it is black in terms of posture, not in terms of um, racist characterization necessarily. Well, loath to, but I have to leave it there. Thanks so much for your time, uh, President of the Black Business Council, Sandile Zungu.